Shout out to the security team. Those guys are awesome. Studs. They're all good dudes, too. I'm not going to lie. I felt like I was a part of the team. <laughs> You're like backup. Like, if you guys need to tap me. I would always try and flank Tay and you. That's why the one where I'm like stumbling, I'm really trying to keep my position so that I can march the right side. And these guys are like, this dude, this dude. Such a compromising situation right now. <laughs> Welcome back to New Heights, ladies and gentlemen, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by the all-new Experience Smart Money debit card, the debit card that builds credit without the debt. We're your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey, big brother Jason Kelsey. Man, we got a special episode, man. Holy snikes. New episodes drop every Wednesday during the NFL season. Subscribe on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S. Just one, ladies and gentlemen. And make sure you check out the official fan club at newheightshow.com, also with one S. Jason, why don't you tell everybody what we got coming up, as if they probably don't know. You're not going to believe it, Trav, but we got an amazing all-time of an episode here coming up at you. <laughs> you I don't know if you guys so can tell, but my voice... Uh, it's not doing so hot. A week in Vegas, yelling, playing craps, and then, of course, when your brother wins the Super Bowl, uh, takes it out of you a little bit. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Chiefs' iconic Super Bowl victory. Plus, we're going to get into uh, a little bit of that Vegas vacation uh, that I had all week, and we're going to crown the first winner of the best team name bracket. We got all that coming up on the Chiefs' back-to-back Super Bowl episode edition. Back-to-back, baby. Travis Kelsey, Victory 2.0. All right now. But first. 3.0. As always. As always. We'll we'll get to 3.0 next year. New news. (laughs) New news. I cannot get these notes. I got a little. I can't go up there right now. I don't don't have any control over what's happening. But I do have uh, some control over telling you what this new news is. And that is we got a guest announcement. We have a special guest episode dropping next Wednesday. That's right. This is such bullshit. Not this Wednesday. Next Wednesday, Travis was obviously a little preoccupied this weekend in Vegas. So you went out and got two of the one of my fucking most favorite fucking people. Well, there there were a lot of people that wanted to hop on. It was hard to tell people no or, or to switch it up. But we tried to figure out which ones made the most sense without you there. And obviously having a little Super Bowl reunion episode with me, Chris Long, and Bo Allen, that that might make the most amount of sense. I mean, it was a good pick. One, they're electric human beings and two uh we knew it was going to be good content not right now favorite part of the conversation i'm not so sure we have a uh, bo allen uh carrying drunk jason home obviously the first time i ever met kylie <laughs> talk a little bit shit. about kilimanjaro uh beers we drank uh during the parade and uh why bo thinks the tush push is a sassy play <laughs> well that's just so, yeah. dude, man i haven't seen it i have no idea what any of this is so i'll be a 92 percenter for for a day hey that'll be fun It'll be fun. All right. I can't stand listening to us two, but I'll listen to Bo and Chris talk. Yeah, especially. My voice sounds a lot better in that episode, I think. Maybe. That was pre, pre-craps table, Gilly the King. and Gilly the King? Let's go. It was so electric. Hey, you we were shouting. Me, Gilly, dude. Oh. I've, I've already met him. Last year, he was at one of the playoff games. I didn't know who he was, but he's on the field. I was like, who that this random dude down on the sideline? Electric, man. Awesome. He brought the energy. It was so, you know, craps is only fun if the table's got energy. Juice, baby. Bro, he brought and the juice. And honestly, I've never seen anybody win when the table was like calm. Well, I mean, it's, it, it makes goes sense. hand it in hand, It makes sense, right? yeah. You, yeah. You, you when, win, you get when you're happy. Losing, you but, but he was making sure it was there. He was. Yeah. Well, that's Brandon Graham, 5-5. Five, five. That's all he kept yelling. <laughs> He's trying to get a hard 10. <laughs> Give me the hard 10. 
You been ten the hard way, baby. Ah, that's electric. Yeah, that's uh, we got that new ex- that guest episode with Bo and Chris, uh, our friends over at Greenlight, uh, dropping next Wednesday. And uh, another bit of new news: um, we officially have a winner of the best NFL team name bracket. <laughs> This is fucking ridiculous. What's ridiculous is that Jets Jake did this while the Super Bowl was happening, knowing I'd be preoccupied. You know what it sounds like? What? It sounds like a Jason Kelsey move, for real. Man, whatever. It was Jets a fucking Jake. Jason Kelsey move I got, by Jets I got Jets Jake. Jake a Super Bowl ticket. Get him while he's not looking, He man. deserved to come to the game, and I immediately regret this decision. Kelsey move, man. He was flanking. He flanked on your ass while he caught he you while you were- He knew. He, he caught me when I was least expected. Distracted. We're going to reveal the results of the championship poll right now. The Steelers versus Vikings in the first ever best NFL team name bracket final. Steelers, 39.4% of the votes. And your Minnesota Vikings with the best team name in the entire NFL wins it on a 60% slide. Just not even close. Not even close. The Minnesota Vikings? Damn. Was nobody on Twitter? It's just another beat for the U.S. steel market. God damn it. As if they're not already fucking using all machines now. No. Yeah. Listen, Vikings is a good name. It is. It is a fucking great name. And shout out to to Skull. It ain't the Steelers, though. I am so disappointed in the 92 percenters and everybody voting this way. Can't even express it. Well, the fact that you're so disappointed makes me happy. Um, We're going to honor Vikings that have nothing to do with U.S. history or the freaking good, hardworking people of this goddamn country. You don't know that. You don't know what those Sylvanians did over there in Minnesota. It's. Bro, where are you at? Scandinavians did over there. We need to do a your, we need to do a one, geography uh, quiz. Quiz Scandinavian is is correct. Yeah, so Norway. Sorry, and, my bad. Yeah, Scandinavian. Skin. It's all the same. It's not. We're, we're probably Vikings. There's probably some Viking blood down the line. So I was lifting weights down the shore one time, and one of the guys was like, "You definitely have Viking blood in you." I'm like, "How do you know that?" He's like, "I just, just know." <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I just they, it's my talent. It's my talent. It's my party trick. Vikings Twitter also got involved in the final hours as they uh, really pulled away with the lead. Gosh, that's how they did it. Yep, you know it. And now they the 92 percenters with the winningest bracket. We got over 36,000 entries in this freaking poll, which is fucking mind-blowing. Thank you, 92 percenters, for, for diving in on this with us. And this person got a total of 770 out of eight. 100 damn. possible points. Which is it's pretty close. That's damn good. That's a lot of points. This guy was good at predicting. Congratulations to Tristan Horman at Horman 104. That's right. You are the winner. You are the winner. And you go. Uh, congratulations, man. As the winner of the NFL team name bracket competition, you will receive a golden cup that fits into your golden baby's hand. Oh, it's so glorious. And the right to sign the baby. So we're going to need you to to be the first ever winner of a new heights competition, baby. I'm going to keep clapping my hands hurt like a motherfucker right now. No, no, yeah. But holy shit. Dude, we're going to pass out our first uh, golden baby to Tristan, man. We're doing the golden cup instead of the golden baby. We were going to do golden baby, but after this weekend of seeing how this can be so utilized... It can be posted on a mantle. You can go out with it. You can drink with it. It can be a koozie. I'm just surprised it's still in your hand. There's so many opportunities to use this in public. 
that we thought it was the better trophy. Just get the Golden Cup. The Golden Baby will stay with us. The Golden Cup is actually, I mean, it's pretty, Dude, it's, it's it's pretty sweet. When you really it's think good. about it, it was right there in front of our face the entire time. It, it, it was, I used it as, it was a chip holder this weekend. It was a, it was a wallet this weekend. I mean, it, it's so, there's so many uses you can use out of it. Yeah. You did it's everything great. but drink out of it. It was crazy. I drank out of it. I will say a little bit of metallic taste. We got to figure out the coating on the inside to remove that maybe a little bit, but uh, it's definitely doable. <laughs> well, congratulations, Tristan. Congratulations, Tristan. And congratulations to the Minnesota Vikings. I got to give yeah. them the credit. Yeah, they showed up. Yeah. They turned cool. out. People love, I mean, Vikings are pretty electric. I- I'll give them that. And the purple, the purple is nice. You play in Minnesota. That is a fuck. That's a fun place to play in, man. It's a beautiful stadium. Their crowd gets fucking into it. And they're not pricks. They're not assholes. They just fucking love some good football, baby. They do. You got to respect it. Yeah. Thanks to everyone for submitting brackets, voting. All of you guys for participating. Uh, really made this an, an, a special uh, first competition for us. Uh, keep in, tuning in to find out more competitions. We're going to keep doing this stuff. We want to give out these babies as much as possible and get people to sign the baby. That's right. Uh, Tristan, you officially have the right to sign the golden baby. Um, whenever you can get to it, I don't really know how you're going to get to it. You got to figure that one out. I will. I guess I'll, I'll buy you a ticket. I'll buy a spirit ticket. I'm getting a Delta, but I'll get you spirit. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll figure that one out at a later date. <laughs> you just shit on spirit like that. I'm not shitting on spirit. I'm shitting on, I'm, I'm just. You're shitting on Delta for having too high price. <laughs> I think they're having a yelling competition up there right now. Before we get to the game, let's talk about our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. Ooh. You just pick more or less on uh, two to six stat projections and watch the winnings roll in, baby. It's that easy. Want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? Well, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view Entries from some of the biggest names in prize picks community each week. With uh, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types, that's what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And now for the portion of this ad read labeled personal experience to be read by town outside of Travis and Jason Kelsey because we are active NFL players and cannot participate. But you know who can? That's right. Swole ass Brandon. Come on in here, swole ass Brandon. Get them biceps in here, Brandon. Barely fit in the frame. Oh, he's trying to hide him. He's being very. Look at that. He's trying to hide him with the long sleeve sweatshirts. They lost shirt privileges until they settled down. Yeah, it's because the shirts don't fit him anymore, swole ass Brandon. I need those double XLs, boys. All right. Get out of here. Jesus. All right. Go. Get out. All right, guys. We can't pick on football anymore. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't want to do basketball just yet. I think basketball is going to heat up later. So why don't we do darts? Why don't we do darts? I'm going to throw some darts pits at you. You guys let me know how they do. Rob Cross, more or less two 180s thrown. Do I know what that means? Not entirely. Let's go more. Michael Van Gerwen, two and a half 180s thrown. Michael ain't shit. Let's go less. That's my prize picks this week. Let's play darts. Let's have some fun until basketball really gets going later. I'm going to get out of here and bring the guys back. Bye. All right. Well, hopefully swole-ass Brandon made some picks that uh, you can win money on. But if not, you snooze, you lose. And if you want to start making picks, go to prizepicks.com 
slash new heights and use the code you guessed it new heights for the first deposit match up to a hundred dollars again that's prizepigs.com slash new heights code new heights for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars pick more pick less it's that easy we need to shout out one of our sponsors that you see us drinking all the time that's right all the time during the show and that's accelerator active energy drinks that's right and if you've been looking for ways to accelerate your fitness in 2024, look no further than Accelerator Active Energy Drink. Jason, I saw you got that cherry limeade over there. I'm sipping on this island guava. So good. I got kiwi lime here, too. I'm actually I'm about to on my, go, I'm my go fucking venture myself over to so an island good. here soon. Huh, which way are you going? Where are you going? I don't know. I think uh, the best ones are south right now, though, so I'm going to go south. Yeah, I think, I think that makes sense. Accelerator Active Energy has zero sugar, gives you sustained energy, and gets the metabolism going while also giving you the enhanced focus you need to accomplish anything, like maybe play in the NFL or uh, run around and try and take care of three kids. That's right. All right, now, plus there's also nothing like those signature plant-based thermogenics to give you the energy you need to record a podcast each and every single week. You can find Accelerator Active Energy Drink at Giant Eagle, H-E-B, and Amazon. Is that Accelerator? Alrighty, let's get to the main reason everybody's here. That's right. It's to recap what's probably going to go down as one of the most crazy Super Bowl endings of all time. Once you mentioned it, I, I mean, can't it's stop nuts. hearing it now. Dude, I can't stop hearing it now, dude. It's so Benny's in this stage right now where she has found out how she can yell. So she'll just be sitting there and just like, and this is why I think we might be part Viking. And now Wyatt's like giving a response yell because she's tired of Benny yelling at her. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it going. All right. Chiefs 25, 49ers 22 in the first. I think this is the first over, definitely the first overtime victory by new overtime rules. Yeah. Trav, how are you feeling a few days after the game? Uh, I feel like I just got in a train wreck, man. Yeah, that um, makes sense. That was a physical fucking, that was a physical game, man. To, to it was a physical post game, too. Five, yeah. <laughs> right now. Hey. That was, uh, yeah, that was um five quarters of, some just hard nosed football, man, and it was um, it was worth every every single discomfort and pain that I woke up to today, and just couldn't be happier for the guys, man, the men and women that are in the Chiefs organization. Everybody worked so damn hard for this one, and we really rallied together for uh, for five quarters, man. Really, for the the second half of the season, we really just decided to you know lock in and and put in that extra work, man, and it all paid off, baby. Nothing better. Well, it did pay off, and I don't think. You know, it's been talked about a lot, but I mean, this back-to-back Super Bowl is nothing to take lightly. The last time it happened, 19 years ago with the New England Patriots, uh, Pat Mahomes is now tied for second with Joe Montana uh, for the most Super Bowl MVPs in NFL history now with three. Coach Reed is tied third alongside Bill Walsh, heard of that guy, Joe Gibbs, and uh, with coaches with the most Super Bowl wins. Not right now. Most watched program in television history. It averaged 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. Damn. That's a lot of people tuning in. It was reported in the night before the game. Uh, Coach Reed, Pat, and Chris Jones addressed the team at the hotel, and your speech was particularly moving. Yeah, you want to tell us about the, the moment or any of that stuff, or you want to keep that with the team? Yeah, I really don't. I feel that. It was such talked about. I already got asked about it, and basically my message was we got the formula, man. We figured it out. Yeah, we know when we play our best, when we come out, play physical, set the tone, and finish the game. You know, in control of the pace, in control of the tempo. 
like we did all all second half of the season. Well, really the last quarter of the season and into the playoffs. And I just wanted to go in into that or come out of that meeting knowing that everybody has my best interest and my passion. And just uh, if you can feed off of that, feed off of that, baby. And let's go out here and play for each other, man. Nice. Love it. Love it. Are you always a pregame speech guy? Do you no. do that a lot before the games? No. No. It's a lot to bear, especially when you start doing it every game. It's like you got you got to come with something new. You know? but, but anyways. Yeah, I was about to say you got to fucking. That's a talent right there. You got to got to keep it fresh. You can't keep coming with the same stuff. You got to you got to find new ways to motivate the guys if that's your role, man. That's a hell of a game to to hold uh, the best one of the year for. Yeah, Coach Reed usually brings out uh, ex players and. You know, at least the first couple Super Bowls he did that, and he just said, you know what, I, I didn't really have any ex-players to bring in. I think we got guys that have been in the Super Bowl enough and have been playing in big enough games to where we got all we need right here. So I'm going to ask the the three guys that have been here for all three Super Bowls we've won and ask them to speak. And sure enough, Chris um, made sure everybody knew that it's not always the same year-in, year-out team. and had uh kind of reiterated what i was saying in terms of just going out there and being us and uh not falling off of that and just playing your tail off don't let the moment be too big for you that's cool we all left that meeting uh pretty fired up pretty jacked up um for the game man love it well let's recap uh the super bowl sunday uh with some pregame fits that's right we got this clip of you walking into the stadium uh Looks like you were inspired by the Vegas backdrop with this one. All right, now, Mike Amiri, Mike Amiri. There we go. When it was, it came down to doing a uh, a Super Bowl fit. I really didn't want to put too much uh, thought into it, and I had uh, I've met Mike in uh, in Vegas actually before um, over the summer, and it was just um, it made all the sense in the world. Last year, I did Louis Vuitton, but it was a it was an American designer, and I wanted to keep it into the into the states the usa and, uh, baby yeah so i went mike amiri man he's one of the best out there right now and sure enough i got him all the sizes and everything he made it easy on me i really didn't even think about what i was going to wear until the actual game came up and fit like a glove baby and uh Dude, it, I, it worked man it was comfortable too it, to it, touch, that's what i'm about so i got a chance to touch it afterwards it's got the sequence on the outside so it felt very much like some of the mummer suits that i've felt before <laughs> not as colorful a little similar but uh you could tell it had good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lining? Yeah, the lining was like really, really high end. It, 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 it wasn't as stiff as I feel like a lot of sequence stuff feels like. Yeah. It felt like a, a pretty still wavy, like worn in like leather jacket is what it kind of felt like. Exactly but, what it was, yeah. Yeah. He had me, had me looking like a black disco ball walking into the... Walking into the disco, Vegas, baby. It's like a snazzied up Johnny Cash. There we go, baby. Ooh, all right now. Uh, Mama Kelsey uh, broke out a custom jacket also for the occasion. Check this one out. Super Bowl. How about it? Mama Kelsey. Mama Kelsey. Look at that. That's a sweet varsity jacket, Mom. Have to get that thing. It was like a nice little letterman right there. Tony Clover, it looks like, for the custom game day fit. Okay, mama. Kylie got some love from the Philadelphia fans for her continued refusal to wear Chiefs gear, even though she has personal connections and she just does not want to do it. I get it, man. She doesn't seem to care about uh, Cabrini, 
her college. Yeah, she'll, she'll wear University of Cincinnati, but <laughs> she'll she'll <laughs> wear you, other universities, but she won't wear other NFL teams. Don't you fuck around with my fandom over the birds. I respect it, Kai. I appreciate you even wearing red. You know, you could have <laughs> could have wore something neutral and just showed your support. You showing up was enough for me, so yeah, I appreciate. She, and she had a, I think she had an all right now shirt underneath that or something like that. Hey now, right now. So she was definitely supporting Trav. No, she always is. Anyways, I, I've tried to. I've, listen, Kylie, this is. We have family in the game. It's okay to cheer on that Listen, team. They're not playing any, the Eagles. You realize anything, this isn't against the Eagles, right? Anything uh, she, she, she just refuses. That's against you. I'm here You're for. You're for? Yeah, I'm that's for. a good. That's a good stance. I'm take. on her team, even even if it means she's not going to wear cheese gear. I'm fucking. I'm with that. <laughs> I'm with against you. Anything to to go against Jason. <laughs> Don't let him win. Don't let him win. <laughs> and I had to break out the Chiefs overalls for this big Dude. one. Um, I was trying to figure out what to wear. And I figured if I went with the overalls and I had yeah. straps that could Uncle hold Barry my shirt Jason. down, <laughs> the straps would hold my shirt on so I wouldn't take my shirt off when I felt the desire to. I'd be more composed. Nothing would have been better than seeing your nipples on the field, man. Fuck. Yeah, no. Well, some nipples did go on the field. Did you see those guys running across the field shirtless? Do you think that was inspired? I was sitting and- down. I was sitting down, and it was kind of like all the guys in front of me. But I knew yeah. that, I knew something was happening because it was just like a stop and play. Yeah, and it was awkward. Yeah, Everybody's like, what's happening? awkward. What's a Super Bowl without a streaker? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm with you. They, but are they streakers? I don't think shirtless is streaking. Streaking, you got to have you got to have something dangling or something bouncing. There's got to be the undercarriage has got to be. Yeah, there's got. No, that's I guess that's true. It's streaking. If a woman goes topless, if a man goes topless, that ain't streaking. That's like you're at the pool. They ain't. Yeah. No, you're at the pool. <laughs> you got to be showing something that normally isn't publicly acceptable to to do. Right. That's streaking. You want to see shaft. If the guy's out there streaking, you want to see shaft. If you're a man, if you're if you if there's nothing flopping from thigh to thigh while you're running. <laughs> That ain't streaking. If you don't make me go, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Get out of here. I don't know if I'm looking away, if I'm being honest. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, let's get to the actual information about the game. First half, uh, Chiefs got out to a hot start and forced a fumble on the 49ers' very first drive. The 49ers put together a pretty good first drive. The defense held up when it mattered most. Pretty much all game in the red zone outside of the one trick play. Oh, yeah. On fire. Leo Chanel and Mike Pennell, which Big I didn't pin. even know Mike was brought back to the Big team. Pin. Oh, yeah. Dude, had a great game. Shout out to Mike. That's my guy, man. That's my guy right there, baby. Both of them did. Leo and, and Mike both fucking played outstanding, man. Pennell was activated from the practice squad just two days before the game and had multiple big plays. But did he play against Buffalo, too, or or in the last game? Like, I know he's on practice squad, but he's played a bit in the playoffs. Is that right or no? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I believe he was activated for one or two of them. Because you guys had uh, Naughty, Naughty was injured, so they clearly wanted another big guy to get out there. Mike having history with the team. And, dude, he has played well for you guys uh, whenever he's been called. Every time, baby. Back-to-back, baby. Yeah, how much – I mean, is it, how awesome is it when uh, two guys like Leo and Mike have such an impact in the game? I love it. They, I mean, God, Leo's been playing stellar for us all year, man. Just a guy that just loves football, baby. Death Row, as we call him on the team, man. He used to write Death <laughs> wow, Row on his arms. That's a good nickname. He used to write Death Row on his arms when he was at uh, Wisconsin. Him and the boys, uh, Death Row Records over there in Minnesota, or, uh, Wisconsin uh, linebacker crew. It means the most that uh, 
that these guys get highlighted. You know what I mean? Like you For see sure. you see enough guys that are making plays in the back end when the ball's in the air, or, you know, uh, on the offensive end, guys showing up big. But it's these de- the defense played their fucking tails off, and it's the the kind of the unsung heroes are are the glue guys, the guys that just play their gaps and just make those tackles and rally to the ball like it's their like their life depends on it, man. And um, these, I mean, it's there's a list that is just you know you can't count it. How many times these guys have come up big for us? And uh, sure enough, man, no bigger than the 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 biggest stage in the world to to show up and show out for uh, for Chiefs Kingdom, man. They both had great games on the defense. Then early in the second quarter, Trent McDuffie makes the uh, first of many big plays that night when he broke up what was almost a forty yard touchdown to Debo Samuel. Yeah, the Niners are forced to settle for a fifty five yard field goal only to go up three points. Thoughts on the McDuffie Debo matchup? Debo finished with three receptions for thirty three yards. And I don't know if that was solely McDuffie. I think, you know, you got to put in uh, Sneed and all. Like he, was McDuffie traveling with uh, Debo? I um I don't know. He might have been. Yeah, he might have been. I think uh I think I think Spags Spags does so much different stuff. Yeah, I think everybody had a big piece in that. Exactly. Yeah. But McDuffie played unbelievable all fucking year. One one of the biggest acquisitions since he's been in uh in Chiefs red man. The back end in general. Between Sneed, McDuffie, uh, Justin Reed. Dude. Um, I know Cook got injured earlier in the year. Yeah, B. Cook. Shout out to UC. No doubt. We had to, we had to go and get it, get my dog B. Cook a back to back ring, man. There you go. He went through it. But yeah, the back end, the whole season was phenomenal. And, uh, they did not disappoint against a great team, uh, with all the weapons that San Fran has between Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey's a, a threat out of the backfield. It seemed like, uh, you know, this was, this was a big match for these guys to step up and, you know, San Fran did some good things, but they're a pretty good team. But, yeah. uh, you know, they kept them out of the end zone for the most part, which is all you can ask. Ben, don't break, baby. That's ben, it. Don't break, man. You you hold them to field goals, man. You're giving your, your, your team a chance. It was a slow start on the other side of the ball for the offense. Uh, the Chiefs <sighs> in the first half, you guys just had seven first downs on five drives. And really, most of those were on one drive where uh, you guys, I think, had a fumble, right? On that on that first big drive, it looked that was the first time where it looked like you were building some momentum, yeah. uh, but had a fumble in the red zone. The first drive and then the drive after that one were both like three and outs, I think. But that's what it felt like. Anyways, it was obviously affecting you guys on the sideline after the the fumble and the uh, turnover. The broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. Yeah, where it looks like uh, you caught Big Red off guard a little bit. <laughs> As he said, I gave him, I got him, I got him with a cheap shot. People are all over this, and I, I mean, I get it. I can't. Yeah, you, I, you went, you went, you crossed the line. I think we can I, both I, agree I, on I that. I can't, I can't, I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. When he, when he stumbled, I was just like, oh shit, in my head. I or even, like, I mean, even, it. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face too is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this retrospectively. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm. I'm a passionate guy. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I'd love to play for him, how much I'd love to be, you know, a product of his coaching career. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. And I um, I got a certain relationship with him. He's he's checked me a few times, and um, I just wanted to let him know that I wanted this thing and that he he can put it on me, and uh, and I got him. And um. You know, it's just uh, it came in a moment where uh, we weren't playing very well. I wasn't playing very well, and we had uh, we had to get some shit going. And uh, sometimes, 
emotions ramped up. Sometimes those emotions get away from me, man. And I've, uh, that's been the battle of my, my career, but everybody else, I don't, I don't give a shit what anybody else says. I talked to coach Reed about it today and we kind of chuckled about it and yeah. he just, I, I, I couldn't be, you know, more proud of being his product on the field. And I couldn't be uh, more proud of, you know, where we've, be, where we've come um, as a team since I got here in 2013. Um, and uh, I just love playing for the guy, man. Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes my passion comes out where it looks like it's negativity, but um, I'm, I'm grateful that he knows that it's all because I want, I want to win this thing. He knows with that. him more than anything, and, that, and that's what and fires me up. First of all, you didn't try and push him; you ran up on no, him. No, the push is this. You yeah, know, you, I it was just an accidental gotta... <laughs> that you hit him that hard. I know that you came up hot because you were pissed off. Doesn't look great, obviously. No, the optics of it look really bad, but nobody knows you're in you're in Big Red's relationship. He's a, he's obviously made light of it already. You guys have already talked about it. I just love when people who don't have anything to fucking do with the situation get all riled up. Like they're offended. Not the guy that actually was involved in it. The people that don't know what, what you choose relationship are or how this went down. No, they're the ones that get offended. Yeah. We both know that one of our weaknesses is our emotions and one of our strengths is our emotions. I was just talking about this. I did a podcast actually with a uh, Shaq this past week. And on that podcast, I talked about this. One of our greatest downsides is that we're not great at controlling our emotions. And it's something that I truly wish we were better at. I had a similar situation come up earlier in the year with Nick Sirianni, where I'm, I, you see me, I didn't, you see me yelling at him. And I'm not happy at the optics of that or want that to happen. But Nick knows that it comes from a place of just heated competition. And yeah. I know it's not acceptable, but at, at the end of the day, these emotions are also what make us so bought in and, and the teammates that we are. You know, your coaches talked about the night before how emotional and passionate your speech was. You don't get that without also having this, unfortunately. That's the that's the 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 crux of being a passionate individual. And um, you know, obviously I wish that we were better at controlling our emotions and hopefully, you know, you can be better next time. But but Andy knows and 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 Andy knows that when this happens, the next thing he needs to do is fire a play up for you because you're going to come out there and you're going to take that aggression out on somebody. Yeah. I'm not trying to make light of this situation. And I don't either, man. It's, uh, it's definitely unacceptable. And I, uh, I, I immediately wish I took it back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that and didn't, didn't even have harsh words for me. I was ready to get a fucking ass chewing and for him to just tell me to fucking be better. And he just let him know, Hey man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. You know, this is that. Yeah. The, you don't want He's things to you come know, off. Not, not to be like that. Yes, yeah. for sure. Lit, and man, it just made me, just fired me up even more to go out there and get a fucking victory for him, man. Because that's how much I love that dude, man. But, no doubt. So, Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby. You just gotta, you gotta have your head on a swivel because next time he gets fired up at you, he's coming hot at you. You know that. Oh yeah, I deserve it. If he would have, if he would have cold cocked me in the face right there, I would have just ate it and just been like, yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. Man, I'm not even me and B enemy, me and Coach B enemy used to get after it like that. I honestly, he gets fired up, I get fired up. I just, I we just love playing this shit, man. I'm not trying to make this situation acceptable, but this is what happens when you have highly motivated, passionate individuals who know that like this doesn't happen if you and Andy aren't as close as you are. No. That's what nobody fucking knows. 
The reason this happens is because you guys have so much respect like a, for each other. Like a that, hold on, let me finish this. Me, man. Let me yeah. finish this. The reason this happens is because you two love each other so much and respect each other so much that you feel open enough to to have an interaction like this. You don't care that everybody's watching this. This is between you and him. And you guys need to get this fixed figured out because you know the fucking game's on the line. It's the best shit, man. Fuck, fire me up, baby. You don't become the best tight end in the world by being a fucking reasonable, like level-headed fucking person. That's not how it fucking works, all right? To be the best in the world by being a fucking insane human being. That's the right, that's how it happens. It wasn't me mad at Coach Reed as as it looks. It was the frustration of our team not having success, turning the ball over, and me being on the sideline. On not the sideline and fucking yeah. fuck. Yeah. Damn it. We gotta do better. We gotta get like it was me showing my passion and frustration and letting coach know he can put it on me and I'll make sure I get this shit done. That's what that was. It wasn't me yelling at him to do something. It was pleading with your head coach to let you go out there and win this motherfucker. That's what it was. Me and you both know what it was. Yeah. However that came across, it didn't come across in the most correct way it should have, in a way that's respectful to Andy, but Andy knows what you mean to him and what he means to you. Score picked up a little bit after halftime. Yeah. 49ers score a touchdown on a trick play and uh, go up uh, 10-0. I guess that was the end of the second half. This is before uh, uh, the second half got started. But being down by double digits is familiar territory for you guys. You've trailed by 10 or more points in all four Super Bowls. And since 2019, the Chiefs are 5-1 and one when trailing by 10-plus points at any point in the playoffs. The Chiefs drive down, and I thought you guys were going to get a tutty before the half. I really did. It, it, it looked like that. I thought it was happening. You guys had the timeouts to, and even with six seconds, I'm like, ah, do you still take one more shot? But I, you know what I think was in Big Red's head, and I think you made the right call. He's you thinking about that half. Cincinnati playoff game from uh, AFC Championship yeah. game from uh, what? Yeah, uh, two years ago, three years two ago, two years ago, right three before years, half, whatever it is. Yeah, where it's you're in a similar situation. We used to call it used to call it trigger situation. Has to go in the end zone. So I thought, you know, good call, Big Red. Just just go away with the points. We were getting it at half, so we knew we if we got the field goal, we can go up and tie it. Yeah, dude. When you guys when it was ten nothing and Pat had the ball, I'm like, hey, this is good situation. They got the ball here. They're gonna get it back to start the second half. This is an opportunity to switch some some momentum. Uh, that's why you defer. You have that opportunity sometimes. If you can finish with it in the first half, get it back to start the second half, you can make 14-point swings. Uh, Trav, you only finished the first half with one catch for one yard on one target. (laughs) Fucking scrub, man. You know, what were your thoughts after the first half? The one target wasn't good either. It was the little screen, quick shot out there, and they were on you very fast. The 49ers defense, they could fly around. Greenlaw and and uh, uh, Fred, Fred Warner, Warner, they can they can move when they. Oh, need they to. can move, yeah. And they they got a they got a clue, man. Those both those guys are smart as hell, and man. And yep. For Greenlaw to go out like that, man, absolutely rip my fucking yeah, heart out, man. I mean, that I shit know. You sucks, always dude. Beat, you want to beat teams when they're at full strength, and yeah, and just the know, way it was it, weird. Did you see it happened, too? Man. He's just like ah, hopping on the sideline and it's did like a little drop that, step that and just can fucking just pop like that. Yeah. Yeah, that shit sucked. But those guys, those guys can move, and I only—I uh, didn't really have too many opportunities to, to make a, to make a, a play. Really, I mean, they were doubling me on third downs, or kind of bracketing me on third downs, playing how, out heavy outside leverage, and forcing me to a defender in the middle of the field. And it wasn't an easy first half. But as we go in, as we started having more success, um, 
Coach Reed started dialing me up, man, and it uh, it was uh, it was paying off in the second half for sure. No doubt. It says this in the rundown, so I'll, I'll say it. But like speaking of halftime, have you gotten the chance to think, watch back the Usher performance? No, no. And to be honest, it, I didn't watch it. There was so much happening in the suite. Turns out everybody wants to meet Taylor. Shaq came on in the suite. <laughs> Freaking, I mean, dude, the Shaq this. I think it was my first really understanding. Uh, kind of some of the things that she has to deal with on a lot of bases because there are so many star-studded people there where it's like, dude, everybody wants to come see her, but the suite's only so big, and it's like, it was overwhelming, to be honest with you. It was very overwhelming. <laughs> I was going outside the suite, I was t- talking to you know Kiko Michael Key, his wife, and there, a bunch of people, go. and it was like a, 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 a like the celebrity attendance at the game was was pretty unreal. Anyways, uh, so I didn't watch a lick of it either. It's a Vegas Super Bowl, baby. The stars are out. You got to love it, man. Yeah. Taylor thrives in those situations. She's been in them yeah, she's, countless times I mean, in her life. So Yeah. All right, it's time to shout out another one of our sponsors, and that's Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. <laughs> and since the Chiefs won the big game in overtime, our friends at B-Dubs have a special offer for football fans everywhere. That's right, 92%ers. Since the big game went to OT, Buffalo Wild Wings is giving all of America six free wings. Ooh, that sounds great. They're nice. Um, That's real nice. Yeah, you heard that right. If you dine in or walk in to your local B-dubs on February 26th from 2 to 5 p.m. local time, you could get six free wings while supplies last. And everyone knows uh, those B-dubs wings are delicious. Crispy, juicy. You can get them in 26 sauces in uh, dry rubs. So get the Buffalo Wild Wings on February 26th from 2 to 5 p.m. for the free six-wing order before they run out. These are going to go really quick. Real fast. You heard the man, 92 percenters. A free six-wing order is waiting for you at B-Dubs on February 26th. Don't miss out on this one. All right, now, 92%ers, football season has sadly come to a close. It was a happy ending for us, but it is it is over, and we don't have football until July now. But we have a special offer from AG1 this month uh, to get you through it. Starting my day with AG1 has become a ritual in the Kelsey household. Um, AG1 is a nutritional powerhouse giving me daily 75 vitamins, minerals, and pre- and probiotics all in one. AG1 has your back on the essentials. Brain, gut, immune support, AG1 covers all the bases. It's like having your own uh, nutritional insurance. <laughs> and it's uh, key to a simplified daily new routine. No more juggling multiple supplements or dealing with complex mixes. Just one scoop each morning, and I'm giving my body what it needs without the hassle. And when you're on the move, those travel packs are a lifesaver. A quick shake, and you're uh, still getting your daily nutrients. So no matter where you are, you're getting the good stuff. Curious about the best way to uh, elevate your health? Every day, I choose AG1, and that's why we've been a partner with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and for a limited time, you'll get 10 free travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash newheights. Check it out while offers last third quarter uh we started the second half with another tough start on offense you guys ended up with a turnover uh and a punt on the first two drives although i will say that turnover again it felt like uh you guys were getting something going it was a just a you know yeah it was i was it was a tough it was a tough kind of read it looked like he was trying to hit you 
Was he trying to go to you or was he trying to go over you? I couldn't tell. I haven't talked to I him. I haven't talked to him about it yet. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened on it. Unfortunately, I was getting I was getting kind of bracketed and I think he might have been looking over the guy. We talked about it after the game. It was a little bit unique. It wasn't like a true bracket, but it was like a part it was like a uh, it was a it was a was a cover three thief or cover one thief. Like they were dropping the wheat the safety down to where you were at. Yeah. His, so eye, his the, eyes were on me for the beginning of the play. If I went across, but he was still field, playing he, his area. Yeah, and then so like they, the but it allows the guy me. who's it allows the guy who's matched up on you to utilize yeah. harder outside leverage than he would be able to it's if just he didn't like, have that help inside. Right. If, if for all you basketball lovers out there, it's taking away a guy's strong hand in the in the dribble. Yeah, making him go left. So it's making him go one way. Don't give him the option to. And you're funneling him to where you have help. Smart. It's good defense. I mean, there's a reason San Fran's so good. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, it's not the first time I've seen. It. I've seen it all year, but it's it's uh it's definitely not easy when you got a really big athletic guy hitting you at the line of scrimmage, <laughs> and you're trying to run a corner. Yeah, no doubt. You know, you're trying to run past him or uh, outside, and it's just yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a, it was a good game plan, and they played it pretty pretty tough all the way until the until uh, the fourth quarter. After the uh, two drives, um, luckily the Chiefs' defense was still firing all, all cylinders, and they held them to th- two three and outs. Um, you guys were then able to put a nice drive together midway through the third. Nine plays, forty seven yards, and it's capped by a fifty seven yard field goal for Harrison Bucker. Harry Bucker kicked what four field goals? I think in the game, he's been lights out all year, uh, but the fifty seven yarder. Uh, was was a huge, huge one for you guys. Dude, a legend. Especially with the Super Bowl on the line. He broke a record that had just been set in the first half of the game by Jake Moody. Yeah. Both kickers. I mean, it's a dome, you know, but still, it's a long way for a ball to travel to go through some uprights. 57 yards, yeah. Then after uh, the Chiefs three and out, we have uh, probably the play that, I mean, really turned the whole game, which was the uh, muff punt, which I still don't really know. What are we doing? Yeah, I'm going to watch this again. Did he think that somebody else touched it? No, I think he he felt the ball going past him and he didn't want it to get that he didn't want to get pinned or get the team pinned. He didn't want it to get back in the uh when San I mean, did the clock think one of his teammates hit or something? I, I, yeah. I can't imagine why. I mean, listen, I don't ever want to get on a guy. I I just that was a big play in the game. Listen, guys are, it's the Super Bowl, man. Guys are trying to make big plays, trying to make the right decisions. Well, and, I get and this it, is man. what we, we talked, we just talked about this, what you, what you're, what you guys talked about the night before. And I'm sure the 49ers said the same thing. Like, don't let the moment make you, you know, change what you've been doing all year long, right? Like, even though it's a Super Bowl, uh, you, you can't, uh, overdo it. And I think, to be honest, this is a guy that's trying to go above and beyond to help his team. He knows if that ball keeps 1, going, it's hurting the offense. Yeah. But the reality is that's a hard ball to field when it's bouncing like that. When you Let got guys go. flying all around you. Yeah. You know, listen, you I'll pick yeah. it up quick. I get you it. You don't get it in your hand. I do. I really do get it. But it ended up being a huge play for the Chiefs. Yeah. With uh, Jalen Watson being able to fall on it at the 16-yard line. And then Pat connects with an MVS uh, touchdown the very next play. Electric. I don't know if it was like a broken coverage or what they were doing yeah. in the back end there, but wide 100%. open for the Chiefs uh, first lead in the game, thirteen ten. After that play, you guys had four straight scoring drives. How much does a play like that energize the team? It's fucking electric. Are you right? kidding me? We immediately get the ball in the, and then we score immediately after that. Absolutely. 
man yeah. it was it was it was on and popping after that we uh we finally got our kind of our confidence and our momentum going as an offense and we were starting to move the ball downfield still wish we would have scored uh more times or touchdowns instead of field goals because that's what it comes down to but but the red i mean the, the san francisco's red zone defense has been great all, i mean that's why they beat the packers the packers had a great offensive game against them but they, yeah. they're so good at keeping people out of the end zone and they've been like that all year round it's that classic you know, bend don't break like you talked about with the Chiefs. Like they, they're very, very good in red zone situations for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, no, probably because they got really good players. I know. Fourth quarter. This might have been one of the best endings to a Super Bowl of all time. First three quarters, probably not one of the best ones to watch, if I'm being honest, especially the first half. I like them points up and it was a defensive battle. Uh, but the end of the game was electric as hell. 49ers yeah. scored a touchdown on the first drive of the fourth quarter, but the extra point which I did not see because at that point I was in the bathroom after they scored. I'm like, All right, I'm going to utilize this time I get away from the game is blocked by and Leo Chanel. And I'm not Chanel. even going to lie. I didn't, Leo Chanel, who the fuck I did? Death Row, Dude, baby. Been, <laughs> Death Row Records. Death Row's everywhere, man. <laughs> I'm just, I've, I was making a joke at training camp. I was like, man, this dude's John Cena and fucking pads, dude. He just, he looks, he's got the, he's got the John Cena fucking arms and legs. And it's just hilarious, man. He flies around, man. One of the best all around football players. You can throw him on any special teams, anywhere, ask him to do anything on the defensive side of the ball. And, um, he's going to fucking be there for you. And sure enough, put him on fucking field goal block and he gets the biggest block of the season. When it happened, I didn't even realize how big of a block it was. I was like, oh, all right, they just took the lead. They're up a score. And in my head, I'm like, we, we got to score touchdowns either way. But then we don't score a touchdown. We kick a field goal, and it ties it up. And it's just like that block was the biggest play in the game. You know, it was like, man, that really catapulted us into, like, keeping the score in, like, manageable situations. So instead of us having to score a touchdown to to win the game, we were able to keep our composure, not have to like force it. And sure. uh, once we knew we were in field goal range, kind of play a little bit more conservative, knowing that we had an overtime, uh, an extra period to be able to win this thing. That's right. Yep. Yeah. The extra point definitely being up, being down only three is huge. huge. It's, it, it completely shifts the mindset. And you guys are obviously able to come back and score a field goal the next drive. Uh, then the 49ers are only able to get a field goal on their drive. So when you were in that two minute situation, like you just said, you know, Hey, it's all gravy. We go down there. We get a touchdown. Because Pat with here, – here's the difference why Pat is so good in two-minute situations. Pat, when he knows he has four downs to get a first down, not just three, it changes the entire dynamic. Oh, man. It is so hard for a defense to stop Pat Mahomes on uh, with, with when he knows he four has downs. four downs to work with. And that's what you know when you're in these situations. You know, All you need is a field goal, but early downs, hey – Fourth down is is, we, is an extra play. We got an extra one to go. And you see Pat be riskier with his legs. You see him, you know, there was one right away where it was like a third and one. And he went right, he knew before the play was. The as moment those backers front, turned outside. As soon as he saw the front. Yep. He was like, and then it, those it, backers displaced and he was yes. out of there. He, it, it, so, I mean, running it changes with, the entire dynamic. with the head of Steve, bro. My, my dog, Pat, put it all on the line, man. The MVP, MV Pat, man. He literally just put the team on his back, baby. I didn't even think it was going to go to overtime with the way you guys were operating that two-minute drill. Dude. It looked You had that big catch right there down the sideline. It looked like it was going to be uh, a, a typical Pat Mahomes ender. But you only come away with three points to tie it, takes it to overtime, and then probably the most controversial thing of the day happens. 
Everybody has talked about this. If you take the ball, you go up seven, that's a huge advantage. But at the same time, the other team knows exactly what they need to to tie it or to take the lead. There's no situation where it makes sense to me, but... I'm not trying to take anything away from Shanahan. He's the best coach, one of the best coaches ever to do this, right? Yes. Everybody's stealing his offense around the league. Everybody's trying to run his plays and, and, and make something as unique as what he's built in multiple places at this point, between Washington, Atlanta, and now in San Fran. He's one of the best coaches of all time. You get the gift of knowing what you need that second possession. He said something about a third possession. You win the coin toss. That's that's what you get. You get the opportunity to have the advantage, and they handed it right over to us. Yeah, well, Damn I mean, in, 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 in to, ah. like in normal overtime rules, you receive because no. you score a when, touchdown. Game no, and when he says that ninety-two percenters that aren't following during the season, it's different. It's, it's a different playoff, or I mean, it's a different overtime. And not just during the season, really during the season and before they made this overtime rule change. This has been the way overtime has been taught. Our entire lives. Yes, you receive because if you score a touchdown, yeah. the game's over. But because they changed this rule to now both teams get a possession, it doesn't make sense to do that. No. Even if they score a touchdown, you know you get the opportunity. To, okay, now, hey, boys, now we got to suit up and score a touchdown. Four down territory and, everywhere. And you go for two because you don't want them to have the chance to end the game with a field goal. Field goal. So oh, it's yeah. not going to go down to three possessions. Listen, I don't like criticizing anything. I'm not trying to harp, harp on the guy, but it was a huge – like when they said we want to receive and the ref looked at Fred and he said, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> You Dude, sure you want to receive? Knew. And he said, yeah, I, was, yeah, I want to receive. I want the ball. I was, I was texting. Just like, I got. I jumped out of my seat and said, They're get, hey, hey, here we go. Here we go. Let's go, boys. Perfect. They want to receive. We get second possession. We know exactly what they want. Defense, hold them. Just hold them to three. I don't like, just hold them to three. We're going to go down here and win this thing, baby. Freaking crazy. Really was. I was texting Nick in the before that even happened because we go over the same situation in playoff football. My guy, Mike Frazier. Frazier? Frazier. When he gets up in front of the, so is our, he's our like, um, I think he's our analytics coordinator or something like that. I forget his actual title. Yeah, I don't know what Frazier's title is, but Frazier, for those of you that don't know Frazier, Frazier has been with Andy since our time in Philadelphia together. He's long tenured uh, with Andy Reid. Frazier is the statistical analyst uh, coordinator, aka he he, he kind of yes. brings it all together. Cool. He brings it all together. He's the one that goes over all these scenarios, all these big time situations. Yep. And a half and a game rule changes. He's the one that comes up, stands in front of the team. When he comes in front of the team, you hear everybody get fired. Fresh. And sure enough, he goes over these kind of situations. I'm pretty sure we went over the overtime rules three times, four times in the two week span that we were in like the play like in the actually the overtime rules the every single week we talked about overtime rules in the playoffs yes. and Frazier was up front giving what we would do in all these scenarios so everybody on the team on our like we knew exactly what the best situation was how we were going to handle it how we were going to like attack it and um a guy like that man you don't realize how big of a big of a you know, job it is to do that kind of stuff because it's kind of like, all right, you're going over the rules. We kind of know the rules, but it's like when you harp on them, it becomes second nature and you don't even think about it in the uh, in the game. And it's just, you know, Frage coming up big, man. They got to they gotta get a Frage over there in, uh, in San Fran. 
Yeah, we got a, we got the same in Philly. John Ferrari, shout out to Ferrari. Uh, okay, he used to Ferrari. work in the league office with officiating and whatnot. So he's always going over the rule changes, different situational things, just like that. Um, I'm sure San Fran has a guy and they do it. It just for whatever reason, I don't know what happened. You know, maybe they really did think that that was the most advantageous situation for them was to take the ball. I have, I find that hard to believe, but you can make numbers say whatever you want at the end of the day. So maybe that's what their numbers told them. I mean, a lot of them said they didn't know the rules. So I definitely saw that. Sounds like they don't got yeah, phrase. Or, or it's not happening in front of the team. It's happening just with the coaches or something like that. But yeah, we talked about your big uh, catch that got it down to the 11-yard line. Next-gen stats said you reached almost 20 miles per hour, which, listen, if you didn't get uh, at least over 20, it ain't that impressive. Like, 19 is okay, but you can get to 20. It was right under 20, though. Yeah, it was close. When was the last time you saw a 34-year-old almost run 20 miles per hour? That's fucking... That, you're getting to take it in the fucking school zone right there, man. Well, yeah, well, at least yeah, you're not you're not at the Cops geriatric. Being a brick, you're getting yeah. a fucking ticket. <laughs> fucking moving, man. Coach Reed called wide shallow, and I, as soon as that thing came out of Pat's mouth, I'm like, fuck yes. I'm about to fucking just run my ass off. Fred is heavy outside leverage. I'm just about to fucking take off on him. That's right. Same play that, uh, that we won the game on uh, against uh, Derwin James two years ago. Really beat the Chargers twice in OT. Three years ago, we beat him on that same play. Yep. One of my favorite plays of all time. Why shallow? We used to have that in the uh, the two minute, two minute plays. Yeah, worked like a charm. All right, let's get into the actual play of overtime because uh, really, that's really what term- determined the game. Yeah, Chiefs D is able to hold uh, the 49ers to just three points. 49ers put together the first drive. I didn't know how it was going. They got it all the way down, um, but had to settle for three on the nine yard line, which is a huge stop with a. Uh, who other than Stone Cold Stone Chris Cold. Jones uh, making a Nine hard five, pass happen for Brock Purdy, which ended up being incomplete on third down. And somebody was definitely open. Nah. Yes, he was. I think, um, yeah, that was a very unheralded, huge play of the game by Stone Cold Chris Jones. All right, now. How confident were you feeling after uh, the field goal? We already Through talked about it a little the bit. Roof. But, yeah, right? You Through know, just knew exactly. I saw it on Pat's face. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that boy's dialed in right now. He knows that like we said, fucking slow him down right now. Like we said, we're in four down territory now. We're not operating in three down. Who's going to stop Pat Mahomes with four downs? It's, I don't know. Uh, it's, history has told task. us nobody. History's that's a told tough us task. nobody, man. When he gets puts in those situations, he's uh, he's more locked in and ready to go, and he's he's willing to put his fucking body on the line, his entire game on the line. The Chiefs on his back, uh, and he's done this every single year. And uh, and I love this dude, man. Every single time it comes up to the biggest moments of the game, who shines brighter than Patty Mahomes? Fire <laughs> me up, man. I fucking love that dude. Yeah, Super Bowl MVP once again, Pat Mahomes. And this is why he is the MVP. As much as it was a whole team effort, as much as the defense stood it up and Spags and all those guys really gave you guys an opportunity, this is why he is the MVP. When it matters most, baby. Drives down the field, long drive. I mean, they, they almost had to go into a second OT. It was so long. You guys won it with four seconds left in quarter one, which I don't even know why they have OT quarters at that point. But anyways. Yeah, I think it's just the structure of the game, you know, just kind of keeping it consistent. But it would have just, for those of you that don't know, the overtime quarter system in the playoffs, it just goes to it goes to the next quarter and the time. It doesn't change possessions. We don't re-kick off. We don't read coin toss. We just... It's like uh, it's like the first quarter all over again when OT starts. Yeah, it was weird. I, I to be honest, I didn't even know. I was like, why is the so what happens 
they still get the opportunity, right? Like the game's not over, but it was a little get, whatever. You, you guys Ferrari knew. To, phrase, get, phrase was on it. Phrase yeah, was phrase on was it. it. You got to get Ferrari to explain that thing. We haven't talked about that one. Anyways, fourth and one game on the line. Mahomes runs eight yards, and we talked about it. If it felt like he knew he was doing it. Definitely wasn't a designed run. This is a, a call it pass. Was, it was a no, no, no. It was a, it was a it design was a full run. On, it was a full on uh, draw. No, it was, a, it was a pass. You're right. I'm trying to remember which play it was. Third and one was definitely a pass. Third and one, he scrambles for 19 yards. Yeah, it was definitely well, a pass. Well, the fourth and one. I don't remember the fourth and one. Damn, the fourth and one might have been the pass. No, no, no. The pass was definitely, uh, that was a uh, third and one. He scrambled for 19 yards. That's the one I'm thinking of. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, I know which one that one was. The other one was like the bootleg or it was like the, it looked like a read option type deal or like a RPO. Yeah, but that's not a design run. He just ran because he has that option on the play. Correct. Yeah. He saw the numbers. He was locked in. After that scramble, once again, the big Yeti comes up big in OT uh, with a seven-yard catch, which was actually a tight end screen, right? We're talking about that play? Correct. Tight end screen was not supposed to go uh, back towards the middle of the field, but I saw big <laughs> well, you old- thought, You thought you saw something open? Big old Nick Bosa. Not, not, fucking, not really chasing after the quarterback and not going with the halfback in the flat necessarily. So I was like, all right, I have to get away from that guy. Which didn't and, um, score, but it did give you guys first and goal at the four. We like first and goal. After you guys ran on first down, you're able to come in here and uh, do the, uh, I don't know, this is a, this is an RPO. This is just a designed, uh, I don't even know it's what you call it. kind that. of a gadget play. Yeah. Get everybody thinking uh, McColl's going across field. We ran this play three times, I think, against you guys in the Super Bowl, and yep. we're, uh, we're fortunate that it screwed you guys up enough, and sure enough, they were, again. Uh, yeah, they were they were unaccounted for in the flat. As soon as I saw the corner latched to me, I looked up at the scoreboard like, is, it gonna, is he, is he going to score? Is he yeah. going to score? <laughs> this is why motions help out, man. Mm-hmm. You cut, you see him coming down the corner, thinks that he's now got to go on. You're now the number one, right? And then all of a sudden, this is like, I don't even know if it's a rub route or if you guys are running like a, uh, just a bunch of traffic with somebody popping out to the flat. Yeah. But either way, uh, it ends up being the three yard walk off touchdown to secure the Chiefs as world champions. Nicole, uh, after the game said that he blacked out after catching, uh, the ball. Didn't even realize he had just won the Super Bowl. Love that. For those of you that don't know, uh, you can black out on more things than just alcohol. Uh, <laughs> excitement is one of them. You can black out off of excitement. Um, That's great. And uh, I've been there before, and you could clearly see <laughs> me. Cole catches it, finds himself in the end zone, and it's kind of like, "Is this happening? Is this yeah. real? Yeah. What, ha- what happened?" And then you see Pat Mahomes sc- fucking sprinting at you with excitement, as for if you sure. just won the Super Bowl for everybody in Chiefs Kingdom. And then, uh, <laughs> and now it's time to party, baby. Well, going into the game, Hardman only had two receptions in the playoffs. Um, and he had obviously had a rough start to the season over there with the Jets. Everybody's talking about the mentalist or whatever over there that predicted this entire thing. But this was a huge play to unfold for McCole Hardman to, uh, to, to seal it. A little, you know uh, it, baby. Great way to end his season. Man, I was so fucking happy for him. And I've already talked to, talked to the media about this, but. To have the ups and downs that that he went through throughout this season, not getting the chance necessarily in New York to coming back to Chiefs Kingdom and immediately making an impact to kind of going through some ups and downs in the playoffs um, and then finding a way to make one of the biggest catches 
the the deep the longest pass that we had uh, there in the first half, and then on top of that to be locked in and uh, get the chance to win it for us, man, I couldn't be happier for the guy. I mean, he was wide open. Let's not make it seem like he was that hard. He was wide open. He said that's just ball. But either way, he sold going he sold across it. field. There he sold go. going across field, baby. He's stealthy, man. That chick counts. <laughs> he set himself that up. Counts. Yeah. Well, could you ask for a more representative way of the entire Chiefs season? The Chiefs season up and down, starting off, uh, you know, the offense struggling, then all of a sudden getting it going later in the year. A lot of people counting you out saying you weren't the Chiefs of old, saying Pat Mahomes wasn't the Chiefs of old, saying Travis Kelsey. There's a lot of people. There's some receipts out there if you guys have been uh, smart enough to keep them. Uh, for a guy that had to start uh, with such a down way over in New York to come back and make the biggest moment of the game. It's very uh, serendipitous of uh, McCall Hardman and uh, to be a representative, I think, of what that entire team went through all year. So shout out to you guys for persevering all year through the adversity. Shout out to Hardman. Uh, let's get to the post game. After the game, Pat immediately was quoted saying, the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. He also went on to say, <laughs> it's the start of a dynasty and we're not done yet. Thoughts on uh, all this dynasty talk? I don't give a fucking rat's ass, baby. I know <laughs> what we got. We got something special, man. And uh, and we got the formula, baby. We know exactly what we need to do and how to do it. And um, I know next year's team won't be the same um, as as every year is different. You got to, you know, whether the, the main guys are there or, you know, the, the what I call glue guys, the guys that don't get as much, uh, you know, um, don't get as much publicity or get as much as many people talking about them when the, you know, new guys come in and, uh, and sure enough, man, we got the formula. Coach Reed has the, has the, the leadership role of making sure this thing just runs so fucking smooth and everybody gets in line. And sometimes, you know, I can't even say sometimes, you know, this year it took, uh, all the way until the end of the season, you know, that those last four weeks of the season to really find it and mold this thing together. But, uh, we, we became a team with grit and grind and just love for the ones next to us and passion for the ones next to us. And, um, sure enough, man, it was, uh, it was a beautiful year, man. It was a fun journey. Listen, I know Pat said he doesn't, you guys are never underdogs. That's the mentality you have to have. But the reality was you guys were. You guys had to persevere through a lot. And in order to be an underdog, you got to be devalued by the public, by the outsiders, right? But you got to know deep down what you are and what you're capable of. And you guys proved it all the way to the very end. Um, and you both were quoted in your post-game interview as this being the most special Super Bowl you've ever won. And I think that's a big part of it because you guys know how hard it was to keep that mentality and to keep uh, persevering through all the naysaying, all the doubting. All of it. Was this the toughest road? Was that was that why this one meant the most? Yeah, I mean, it was just a, it was a new journey for us, man. Going yeah. on the road in the playoffs, um, outside of just what happened during the season, because it's almost like you 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 play the regular season to get into the playoffs, right? No doubt, and no doubt, that's where you really hit the hit the extra switch. That's where you hit that nitro boost. You know what I mean? Ah. That Nas in fucking <laughs> Fast, Fast and, and Furious. Furious. You feel me? Shout out to Luda. Hey, he was, a, he was, he was in attendance. He was rocking. He was rocking, yeah, especially at the Chiefs after party. I ran it. <laughs> in the playoffs, you turned that thing on, and, man, you could see it in everybody's eyes. Everybody was on the same page. From the Miami game to the Buffalo game to going into Baltimore, it was, um, it was man, I'll remember this one probably more than I'll remember the first Super Bowl that we won. And it was just – it was such a fun journey. Um, obviously, last year was – so fucking special to us and our family and uh that'll forever be my favorite one 
Um, but this one was, uh, was every bit of special and I can't, uh, I can't imagine doing it any other way either. Cause it was, uh, it was just so fucking, it was so unique to, to just how the chiefs, um, or how coach Reed challenges and gets the best out of everybody. You were quoted after the game uh, with future plans, and if you were going to return next season, he said, hell yeah, I want that three-peat. Big Yeti is officially <laughs> back and uh, already ready for another one. Uh, Coach Reed might have thought he was going to get away without a Gatorade bath, but not so no fast, sir, baby. baby. Take a look at this clip. A little surprise after the game. <laughs> I'm just glad Tammy got out of the way. Dude, she was that would have been electric. Downsed. Oh, she was about to get downsed. <laughs> You were also able to celebrate with everyone on the field after the game. The whole family was down there. Mom, Dad, Taylor. I didn't get to see you on the field. I was trying to let you have your moments and everything like that. And you know, I felt like I uh, the, big guy. You the, the cameras are all over the place, and it feels it feels a little odd trying to fit in. Even saw former New Heights guest and uh, I mean friend of both of us at this point, Paul Rudd. What an electric human being! Paul's he had the, the mustache thing. going like he was uh, his, Anchorman his, two or threes coming out oh, here. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. I couldn't tell if he had the uh the Black Panther uh on. Hundred percent of the time. He was definitely looking nice. Yeah, no. It was a seventy every time. Where's, what's the Jesus, Jason? What the fuck you got Dude, going on? Dude, Vegas, that? man. I've been surrounded by cigarette smoke and and yelling and you've been ripping heaters and just chugging beers. I'm not, I don't do doing? that. I don't I'm not smoking nothing. <laughs> but all these casinos, it turns out you gotta let smoking by because all the uh people that are impulsive enough to still Dude. Smoke cigarettes all the time, or in the uh, these casinos, but um, especially if they're free, man. I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, how was it seeing everybody? This was electric. Seeing Paul, his son Jack. Um, Jack has been coming to the games now. I mean, I've been in Kansas City for eleven years, so I've seen this little dude grow, uh, and it's been cool. It's been cool to get to know the Rudd family, let alone Paul, and how amazing he is, and. Just how cool and down to earth he is, man. He's such a such an awesome guy. He saw him and uh, came out to my uh, SNL last year, and the guy is just uh, just the absolute best. And he's a huge, huge Chiefs fan. It has been bleeding uh, uh, Chiefs Kingdom uh, since he was a kid. So it's it's awesome to to win these Super Bowls with him and see him on the field uh, after every single one of them. Well, we got some classic T-Rav sound bites at the podium during the trophy ceremony. Yeah. Who else's hands do you want the microphone in other than Travis Kelsey after a Super Bowl victory? I'll tell you, Viva doesn't Las Vegas. I wasn't going to do a fight for your right, but Nance just, he kind of, he's like, are you, are you going to, are you going to, he knew. All right, Chiefs Kingdom. I know what Chiefs Kingdom wants. Let's do this. Well, we got some awesome images also from the Sphere. That was an electric venue. Can't wait to go back there. Holy cow. Had the Super Bowl champions on it. All the graphics changed at Caesars Palace. So cool, man. Yeah. It was, uh, Vegas turned out to be a pretty awesome place to host a Super Bowl. I'd imagine there's going to be, that was just the first of many at that new stadium. I mean, it's got to go back next year, right? Well, it can't go back next year. It's already scheduled for, I think, New Orleans next year, but um, it'll be back there probably before we know it. Oh, back to New Orleans for a bowl game, huh? Fun fact, Coach Reed won his first Super Bowl in New Orleans with the Green Bay Packers. The boys, Brett Favre and the gang went down there and figured it out. They were figuring out a lot of things over there in Green Bay when Brett was there. They're pretty good. This year, (laughs) the easiest health habit to start is one for your dog. That's right. The Farmer's Dog, in fact, makes feeding real, healthy dog food easy and convenient. And your dog will absolutely love it. Love it. That's why it's time to quit the kibble, kick the cans, and start fresh. The Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food right to your door. 
It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real meat and veggies to the safety standards of human food. The Farmer's Dog isn't just fresh, higher-quality food. They also send food uh, pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash new heights to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. It's time to talk about our partner, Experian. Everyone has the go-tos in life, just like a quarterback has a go-to receiver or a receiver or tight end has a go-to end zone dance. And off the field, people have all sorts of go-tos as well, like a go-to snack, a drink order maybe, or a karaoke song. How about that? I'm a big karaoke guy. Jason, what's your go-to karaoke song? Man, you know I'm a total eclipse of the heart. That's you already go-to. gave it to it. Give us another one. Give, give you another one. Colt 45 by uh, Afro Man. That's Colt 45 and two zigzags. Baby, Baby that's, that's all we need. We go to the park after dog. Smoke that tumbleweed. Your finances are no different. And if you want to take control of your credit and your finances, your go-to is the free Experian app. What makes the free Experian app your financial go-to is that it uh it has what you need right when you need it, like tons of free tools at uh, your fingertips to help you take control of your credit and finances. Plus, you can get all sorts of awesome free things with the Experian app, like your free FICO score Ooh. and free access to the whole marketplace of credit card, loan, and insurance options, all matched to you. So go to the App Store and download the free Experian app now. Experian Boost results may vary. Uh, actually, they will vary. Uh, see Experian.com slash Boost uh, for details. All righty, let's get to the out of the house, Trev. Let's do it. All right, now, Jason, you got out of the house once again. I'll tell you what, man, Vegas couldn't keep you in the hotel room, man. I had to. No no choice. You made it out to uh, Nevada uh, in the desert for a week, and um, your time in Vegas looked absolutely electric. We were all following along. Uh, I think it all started with that uh, poker table. Blackjack. That, uh, blackjack table. Yeah, with, yeah, uh, yeah. Busting with the boys. Um Tom Sakura, Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Two Dude. Bears, One Cave, man. It, it was electric. It that, that seemed is where it actually started. electric. It seemed actually. And I, I'm not going to lie, seeing all, seeing how much fun you were having and and uh, just how, how much energy the the city felt like it had. I didn't go, like I said, I didn't go out on the strip until after the game. And you could just feel how electric it was seeing everybody's Instagram stories, seeing what was going on on social media and um, following you around was, I mean, it was damn fun. I'm pretty sure all the 92 percenters can say that as well. But uh, what did you, what did you think of like Vegas as the host city? Was it the best one you had been to or? Well, it's the best one that I've been to as a spectator. You know, when you're playing the game, you don't get the opportunity to take part in the festivities, but Vegas is, I mean, listen, if there's a city that is better suited to host something like this than Vegas, I, I probably haven't been to it. The adult playground, baby. Yeah, man, it's it, it's pretty nuts. The parties are all centrally located. There's so much to do. The type of people that are in Vegas, like it is geared to have a good time, and it did not disappoint. Probably a little bit longer than I, I would have liked. I think Vegas is like a... There's like a 48-hour rule, maybe 72 if you're lucky. Like Three-day max. You got to get out of there on the third day, too. You're not staying the night on the third day. Two-night max. Being there from Tuesday to Monday, almost you know a full week, was a lot. It was a lot. A lot of Vegas. We can hear it. Yeah. I think, I think everybody can hear that. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big gambler, so I don't go to Vegas often. I think the last time I was there was 
you know, before Kyle and I were even married, like 2015. Uh, but Craig it was Carey, fun. the Carey wedding. Craig, oh, that's right. Craig Carey. Shout out to Craig Carey, Jenny Carey. And little Banks, little Banksy. And little Banksy. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Had the golden cup with me the whole time. It was it was a chip holder, uh, a chalice of 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 liquids, uh wallet, uh koozie. Kind of served a lot of purposes. Not a boy. Uh but I might if I, I ever go I back, was, I'm, I was so surprised that you still have it. Oh, dude. It, if I'm I thought ever, that thing was long gone. If I ever go back to Vegas, I'm bringing it with me because it turned out to be a good luck charm. It was like everything was hitting. I mean, everything. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun trip. Saw some shows, went to the Sphere, saw you two, uh, saw Adele. Nice. You know, it was, it was a very uh, um, happening trip. What was your favorite show? I'm not going to lie. Music-wise, I'm probably a bigger fan of Adele than I am of you two. Adele's just got some... I like the 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 power ballads, like it is I like so the, those impressive. old like power ballads. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of, and I mean Adele's voice is so freaking just powerful, magical. It is you know magical. What I mean? Yeah, hits you. Yeah, I haven't heard her live, but I know exactly. What it you was mean. it was this tremendous show. They do it. They did a great job over there at Caesars. There is a clip of the of me out there, or little fake news. There's a lot of fake news from the weekend. There's a clip out there of. Uh, the guys behind us were Eagles fans and they saw that I was at the Adele concert and they were okay. fired up and Adele was asking who's a fan of whatever and they screamed out Eagles and everybody's saying I screamed out Eagles but I didn't scream out Eagles. <laughs> There's also a fake news clip. Dude, everybody thinks that that Photoshop picture of me as uh, Alan from The Hangover is a real photo. That's, I mean, it's a damn good photo. Like, can you, do you guys not have the ability to just tell that that's the exact same clip? You can see on the neck. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's the same freaking person. I, it's great. I mean, I don't know. People are ridiculous. Well, it fired everybody up. What a, hey, every, all publicity is good publicity, I guess. Anyways. <laughs> okay, Jerry Maguire. I can make you big. <laughs> but the sphere, um, I've been singing its praises ever since I watched it. I didn't know that something like that was possible. I thought I went into it knowing what to expect. You know, you see the clips online of, uh, of the YouTube concert, you see uh, the videos and you think you're prepared for it. And dude, the mass of this thing, like stuff is coming out of your peripherals. I can only imagine. And you're like, what? And it was just absolutely uh, insanely unique experience going to that thing. It helps when, you know, Adam Sandler and David Spade and Chris Rock is celebrating a birthday right next to you. <laughs> That's damn cool. I did not have that. I mean, I'm sitting in a suite with Roger. It was an unbelievably star-studded event to go to. You got to hang out with Shaq, man. I, I did. I, I got to hang out with Shaq. I did their, his podcast, so jealous, him and Lefko, um, which was was awesome. The Shaqtis. The Shaqtis was ripping on Charles the for Diesel. not having a Super Bowl ring. Fuck, that guy's electric, man. He's the best. Got to get Shaq on New Heights. He's an electric. The, the conversation flowed very easily with the big man. Dude, I as soon as I found out him and Lefko were doing a podcast, I immediately hit the follow button. Right. <laughs> like, dude, easy. This is That's an easy amazing. follow. Absolutely. I think it's the big podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then being at the Sphere and seeing Adam. and, and Dude, I, I haven't been starstruck in a very long time. You know what I mean? Like, and people come up to me, uh, not often, but every once in a while. And they're like, almost like, ah, uh, is that really? And they're like, kind of like speechless. And I'm like, yeah, let's just take the picture. You don't got to act. I know you are doing this just to try and ask to take a picture. Let's just take the picture. 
I was, and I, that was my first realization of like, oh no, I was like that with these. I didn't know what to say. I just kept saying, I don't know what to say. And on their end, I've been on that. And it's like, dude, will you stop saying that? Like, ha- offer me something of dude, substance. I swear to God, I didn't know what to say to these I'd guys. Rather, I was I'd, so rather like, you, I'd rather you'd say something or a movie quote than just sit here and say, I exactly, don't know Exactly. But I couldn't. I couldn't muster anything. <laughs> David Spade's right in front of me. I've seen all of his freaking movies. Dude, Joe freaking Tommy Boy, like dude, everything. And I got oh. nothing. I got nothing to offer this dude. I'm just sitting here like, uh, uh. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening right now. All of my childhood heroes are right here. This is nuts. It's a real thing. You blacked out. You McCall Hardman. I'm McCall you Hardman in front of, I, I, I shat the bed. Whatever. That's cool. <laughs> These guys are awesome. Dude, I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting the Sandman. It was the, I had a, it was the same thing, dude. I was just in shock that he was even in front of me and acknowledging I, I existed. I existed. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was the same way when I met Shaq, too, and Charles Barkley. Charles came up to me. Chuck came up. To, I think I've already told this, but Chuck came up to me at an NBA Finals game in Cleveland and said, and said how, how big of a fan he was. I was just like, no, fucking Chuck. You don't even know what kind of fan. Like, I fucking worship you, Chuck. Well, well, obviously, I couldn't say that to his face, but yeah. he knew. Well, he knew he how knows. much. He knows. I've told him also multiple times. Yeah. We also had the New Heights party. We had the Kelsey House party throw down. And... Dude, it did not disappoint. Everybody came out to that thing. God damn it. Shout out to Wave Sports. Did an outstanding job replicating. Shout out to the Wave. There we go, boys. In some ways, our house, like this wallpaper, was it's exactly awesome. the wallpaper Dude. that was in our living room growing 100%. up. 100%. It was That's very so odd good. to see that. The other stuff, I mean, it, it, it was just kind of like it's just old furniture because that's not what our furniture looked like. But it was, uh, it was really, really cool. They did an unbelievable job putting this whole thing together. Shout out to Kayla and Haley for working on this. It was, uh, and I mean, for promoting it, it was remarkable how many people, uh, came out and turned out. Uh, wish you could have been there because I think you would have loved knowing you, you would have loved it. Oh, it man, been, you already know I would have had a fucking really blast cool. with it, dude. There's also a Nintendo was, 64. There was a lot of FOMO. Blitz. There was a lot of FOMO because I had everybody hitting me up asking me to kind of help them get through the door and, get on the list and everything. And I realized that um, that was a lot harder because of how many people wanted to go to this thing. Like it was, it was pretty jam packed in there, huh? Dude, it was jam packed with everybody, Dude, players, former it, players, man. celebrities. So cool, Keegan Michael Key came over after honors. Hell yeah, uh, Cam Hayward came over after winning Walter Payton Man of the Year. It go. was it was nuts how many people showed out to that. Shout time. out to Cam Hayward, man. Dwight Freeney and Bruce Smith right after getting nominated for or right after getting uh, announced that they'd be inducted into the Hall of Fame were over there. That's awesome, man. Freaking uh, um, oh my gosh, um. Rasheed Wallace was in there. Rasheed did, man. Yeah. I had on, I had on his forces, man. I had the there sheets. Yeah. Uh, oh go. man, it's a, one of my favorite people of all time, man. Huge Chiefs fan. For those of you that don't know, that's right. Uh, Sheed is a huge Chiefs fan, man. He's he's been repping the Chiefs hard since like the fucking nineties and early two thousands, man. That's pretty yeah. fucking cool. I wish I was Dude, there, man. And it didn't stop after that, as we all know at the game. We just talked about this. It was so many people in attendance. Had the chance to meet Sir Paul McCartney. Dude, Paul McCartney. I'm here watching the game. I'm sitting, I'm standing with Miles Teller. Shout out to Miles. We were partying all night, but Miles, um, big Eagles fan. We're watching the game, talking ball. He's a huge football fan. And all of a sudden I hear Taylor behind me like, Jason, turn around. I look around. Paul McCartney standing right there. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is this? There's royalty in the office. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did he get knighted? 
Yeah, dude. He's for sure knighted. That's why he's Sir Paul McCartney. (laughs) That guy is a living uh, piece of royalty. Also got to meet Ice Spice, which I was introduced to her as Ice. So fucking cool, man. Yeah, she was very nice. She's awesome for showing up and showing support like that. Absolutely. I got to meet her uh, with uh, Taylor over at SNL. She was the uh, musical guest at uh, SNL um, on, uh, I think, after our Thursday night game. Is either after our Thursday night game or... You kind of did it. Um, you, you had like the like kind of guest appearance. The opening, yeah. The yeah, opening yeah, yeah. Uh, skit was, uh, <laughs> the, I think, uh, Fox maybe or CBS. Yes. I, I forget which crew they were inti- they were impersonating, but uh, yeah, I jumped on there and then Taylor introduced Ice Spice because they're good friends and um, they saw they met at the or they saw each other at the Grammys and I said she was going to be out there and we had to get her in the suite so. And then, of course, Taylor going viral for her chugging moment. Let's watch this clip. All right, now. Check that one out. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what was going on at first. I was sitting behind him, and I saw him go for the drinks. And then I was oh, oh, this is happening. Chug, chug. Like, I'm like, oh, she's getting after it. Pretty cool. This is on the Jumbotron. Nice. Jumbotron. Oh, and then the slam down. That's what I'm saying. She's done this before. She's yeah, a pro. I mean, not her first rodeo. She's a pro. All right, now. Vegas did not disappoint. Very electric. A um, lot out of the house. I'm so happy to be back in the house, and I'm going to stay in the house for for a little bit here. It is a joy to be back in the house. <laughs> back where the, you don't have any vocal cords, and your daughters are finally using them. Dude, they are <laughs> having a blast. Las Vegas, thank you um, to Kayla and Haley. Thank you guys for putting on an amazing what was it party show, whatever it house was party. house yeah. party. There we go. I was so jealous that I didn't get to go, but you guys did absolutely an amazing job, and we thank you I would have traded with you. I would have traded with you. you. No, I hear you on that. I'm actually <laughs> trying to help you. That's why. All right, let's move to some fan mentions of the week. It's time now for fan mentions of the week. We asked the 92 percenters uh, suggestions um, for the name of our New Heights golden baby, and you guys delivered, as always. Oh, yeah. Here are some of the highlights uh, from R.S. Shoemaker. On uh, on Twitter, Richard uh, Richard said, uh, "Can the giant baby trophy pay homage in some way to Andy Reid, the Golden Andy?" I mean, I retreated that one. I love that one. That's a great idea. Ah, damn! It needs a mustache, though. That's the only thing. How we'd, we'd have oh, to like. Uh, there was there was like I think we popped it up or we pulled it up during Halloween. Somebody dressed their baby like Andy Reid. Yeah, <laughs> put we, the glasses and the. Ah, uh, damn! That's a good one, Richard. That's a good one. But we already made the golden baby, and it doesn't look much like Co- Coach Reid at all. So probably have to pass on that one. Um, and then at uh, Leah Leah uh, underscore two, you're in Vegas. The baby has a beer. Name that baby Carlos after the Hangover baby. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Carlos I like that. I is, haven't seen that one. That's a good one. How did they come up with the name Carlos? Who? I mean, dude, they're 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 all funny, dude. That is so good for that baby, man. Fuck, that is such a good name for that baby. Can't pay homage to Hangover. We yeah, love we, the movie so much, but we also from at Maggie Y sixty three have the Golden Yeti. Which I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like the Golden Yeti, but it's it's not hairy enough to be a it's Yeti. It's not hairy, enough. yeah. It's got to. It's a great idea, it's a fantastic okay. idea. I like it. It's not bad. From uh, Becky Lane on Twitter, uh, seriously, if we're not naming this giant baby diapers in honor of Papa Kelsey, what are we even doing? Diapers is damn good though. Fuck, I I love that one. I really do. 
It's very good. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's it, that's a one that's like too inside specific to the ninety-two percenters. Like it's it's great. That's I think it's phenomenal. It, that's the point of it being that it's it's a golden baby for the ninety-two percenters. It's not a golden baby for everybody else. It's not as good as this last one, though. Why don't What's you the take the lead one? on this one? You got it. And lastly, from at Cassie underscore Circe. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. On Instagram, Vince Lumbaby. God, that's God good. damn, that's good. It's so it's good. Clever. It's glorious. Pays homage to the amazing Vince Lombardi. It's, it crosses over perfectly with football. And the trophy that we all love. The most important trophy in our lives. Yeah. God damn, Gosh, that's, that's good. such a good. Cassie, that's a hell of a job. It's very good, Cassie. Did Cassie win a competition? I think Cassie deserves a gold cup. She just named the freaking golden baby. Just, I mean, if you think so, dude. What do you think? If you, th- I think you have to win a competition. What this is a competition? It was the name naming the baby competition. It didn't wasn't announced that Gosh, way. It's that's pretty good. Yeah, right. I think I think she's our second gold cup winner. All right, dude. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. It's a fucking amazing name. And if she's going to name it, maybe we should get her a little personalized one. All right. Fair enough. Let's do it. Yeah. She doesn't sign the Golden Babies, but she definitely gets a cup. Well, she can still sign. No, she won a competition. She can sign it. All right, dude. This is your rule. Let's, your rules. let's start giving your them rules. out. Yeah. We got to get right. this thing signed. All right. Good job, Cassie. Uh, <laughs> I think that name Cassie. is perfect. I think Vince that's a Lombardi, great name. The Golden Vince Baby. and the Golden Cup. <laughs> That's like he's getting one. better every day. <laughs> the Vince the baby in the golden cup. <laughs> All right, moving on. It's time to now answer some uh, not dumb questions. Hey, yo. Because there's no such thing as dumb questions. Just dumb people. Look at the two of them. Just a lot of dumbasses out here. But if you're curious, no question is dumb. No Dumb Questions is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Go to BWW.com to find your participating free wings for America location. Limit six wings per guest. Let's go sports bar. I have no voice. Me too. From Rue 99 on Club 92, how electric was the Super Bowl after party? Um, it's okay. Fucking, it's I'm still partying, baby. That's why I have no voice. I am uh, I'm leaking nothing but tequila and uh, and hops, as they call them. <laughs> it is. Uh, oh man, that just I think this accelerates the first non-alcoholic beverage I've had, um, and it's only going to keep me up so that I can have a few more beverages with my friends right <laughs> after this. So <laughs> I um. I've been on a roll. I know everybody's uh, been enjoying the hell out of this one, knowing how hard we worked and how magical it was at the end and the way we did it. Nobody parties better than Jason Kelsey. We you talking about? <laughs> it was electric having my big brother around. Dude. Oh, it really man. didn't start getting it, to the next level until I found that luchador mask. Because initially when I first got there, <laughs> you were trying to get me to go up on the stage with you. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm still over here, bro. I'm going to be over here. This is your guys' time. I, which I respect. I wanted to. I wanted to live it up with you and all that. But you, I yeah. mean, this isn't your team. You're, you you and wanna, your teammates. Yeah, you and your I teammates. Love, I love you, big guy. But, but you know, nobody was thinking of it like that. There's something about finding that luchador mask that really just transformed the night. It really did <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> it was insane. It was like I transformed the beard. The beard perfectly came out of that thing. Oh my gosh, dude. 
the the dances man i saved so many of those fucking videos <laughs> dude the belly dance where it was just like oh, the, yeah. the bobbing up and down yeah you just going with the motion just going <laughs> letting the belly take control the belly momentum he was showing that thing off <laughs> oh yeah it's like a pendulum <laughs> Oh man, the the one uh, the one video of of them showing me and Taylor and then panning to you and Marshall. There were some great pans. It's a very <laughs> strong dichotomy of uh, of on this side, Just two people two people in love and enjoying the moment together, panning to a complete Neanderthal who is no longer connected with uh, uh, like, modern day like society. Were, it looked like you and Marshmallow were a tag team, dude. Dude. It's like you guys were a part like a Vegas we show together. We were. Hey, Marshmallow, if you want to, like, I, I might have a lot more free time on my end these days. We'll see what happens, but shout maybe that needs to, to become dog, a thing. Marshmallow, man. He helped, fin- he helped finish the uh, electric, night, electric night off by uh, by keeping that thing going at uh, Club Access, man. Yeah, I found, found the mask uh, on the dance floor at Stop the first it. after party spot. I oh. went out there to find, we had some friends in the crew from Cleveland Heights. Shout out to Cleveland Heights. Shout out to the Heights, was, baby, and everybody that showed up, man. Yeah. Fuck, I love you guys, man. And so much fun. I, I left the little VIP area to go find those guys and in route uh, saw something on the floor that was being trampled over. You're fucking disgusting. I do, but I picked it up and right away I was like, oh, Hell yes. Did you at least like just give it a quick rinse under the sink? No. What, where was I going to rinse it off, Travis? <laughs> In the bathroom. Just, just. Hey. <laughs> you see a luchador mask, you don't ask questions. You just put that Dude, thing on, baby. That is so funny. I want to know who was. Sorry to whoever I stole I wanna, that from. Exactly. Who was it? Like, they probably went no back clue. in there looking for it. They're That's like, part of the beauty of this it? whole thing. It's just like it appeared out of nowhere. Dude, we're so similar, though, man. I, <laughs> I swear. It's like when we get when we get hammered, it's like all like disgustingness and germs, and they're like we become invincible. Right. <laughs> and we just keep. Just... <laughs> oh man! Like pink eye can't stop us. I'm fucking. I for sure thought fucking... I was getting pink eye. There's no chance I thought I was getting out of that mask without having pink eye. <laughs> oh man. Well. It was electric, and it fucking matched the outfit so fucking perfect, and uh, and it fucking made you look like uh, just a fucking someone's favorite wrestler, my favorite wrestler now. Like like mankind and Rey Mysterio had a baby. Did you did you keep the mask? I think I had it in the I had it in the morning when I left in the hotel. Like yeah, I put it in the gold cup. It was sitting in the bottom of this for transportation. Uh, but um, I can't remember if I put it in my bag. I can't remember. I hope I did. Something tells me Kylie didn't let you walk out of that room with that thing. Well, Kylie was already back. Oh, she was already gone. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, right. so she I was, I was trying to pack everything. Shocker, I woke up pretty late right before the flight, so I had to pack everything in a hurry. Smart man. It was absolutely electric, and um, I'll tell you what, man. Chain Smokers. Killed it. My favorite. Post my Malone. Favorite. Those guys are my favorite. It. Hated that he had a Cowboys jacket on. He's, he reps though. You got to respect it. He's like, I got to respect. It's like, shit. Kai, man, you got to respect. <laughs> you don't, but I do. I respect. I respect it. him as a singer and as a personality, dude. Him and Quavo getting up there singing congratulations after no we doubt. just won the Super Bowl. Fucking electric. And I do owe you a rematch 
from the uh, <laughs> the beer pong that you think <laughs> I was over the table. Listen, I'm not going to question whether or not I was over the table because I'm going to every extent to win anything. All right? <laughs> Either you call me out on it or I'm going to keep doing it. Right. And, uh, and I will happily, happily compete with you again, Post. That shit was fun the first time. I'm sure it'll be fun the second time. The, uh, Did we play? Was this you on your own on this? So me and Pat, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Post Malone got our, uh, our signatures on his arm. Oh, dope. Is he going to get a tattoo? He already got it. That's it's what I'm saying. There. That's dope. There. So after we won the first Super Bowl in Miami, we came back parade. After the parade, Post had already had uh, a, like a- With Tattoos. No, no, no. Post had already had a concert lined up for Kansas City, and it Got just it. so happened to match right at the parade day. So we nice. go straight from the parade being shit-faced. To the concert. To the concert. That's dope. That's we cool. We see Post before the show, and he's like, yeah, you guys want to play some beer pong while we wait for uh, me to go out on, on the stage? I'm like, fucking yes. Do you have to play some beer pong with Post Malone? Hell yeah, I'll play some fucking beer pong. And I was on fire. He... Claims that my elbows were uh, over the, got long over the arms. table. He's just not used to seeing somebody with long arms like that. Yeah. It's looks like the elbows are over. That's just he's got. Yeah. And I might have one or two. I might have just fingered yeah, that bitch in. Who knows? Yeah. If you're not going to call me out on it, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, Everybody knows you, you play with that rule. That's a rule that yeah. you get some leeway with. You already know. You you play you play me in beer pong. I'm I'm testing those limits. Either way, I was uh, we me and Pat. I want to say we smoked him, but we won the majority of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, he bet us on the last game. He said, all right, you guys won way too much. I can't leave here without getting a win. If you guys win, I'll get you, I'll get your signatures tattooed on me. And, um, we're like, post, you don't have to, you don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to bet this. This is, we, we shouldn't play for something like that serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had a tattoo artist sitting right there. He just happened to be right there in the back room. That's hilarious. And, we beat him, put our signatures on a piece of paper, and I'm pretty sure after the show, um, he went straight over to that tattoo artist and got a tattooed man of his wow. word, which I fucking respect. Post that is I that's fucking that's respect. Big. That's big time stuff. So he's got a, a arrowhead, a KC Chiefs arrowhead with the uh, like our team logo, and then me and Pat's signature on it, and um, has sung you- congratulations <sighs> twice to us since, and I fucking enjoyed every single time that's I get dope. to hang out with the guy. That's awesome. Well, do we want to get to these no dumb questions that we haven't done at all yet? <laughs> that was the first no dumb question that, uh, like I said, there's no there's no dumb question, but two dumb even, ass people that get off track. Did they? Did you say the question though? Yeah, how electric was the Super Bowl after party? That was oh, the yeah. question. All right, cool. Then we answered it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Then from at ninety two percent or Holly on Club ninety two also asked, where did Jason learn his after party moves, and what did Kylie think? I don't, I mean, sometimes I don't really learn moves. You sometimes the moves just this is, happen. That's right? just how we dance as Kelsey's. All right. Yeah, we're, we we're just in the moment. I don't, I'm not like, pre planning nothing. I had never seen my mom dance really. Well, I've seen her groove and like bounce to a beat and like kind of like. I had never seen her on a dance floor going crazy until you, we played uh, the B52s at your wedding. Yeah. And mom turned into a completely different person. <laughs> I mean, she was, she was hitting every fucking move possible. And I was just like, that's where we get it from. She, that's she, right. she just feels Dude. the groove and she I've, just I've seen sends that swimming move though. She's done the swimming move a lot. That's what yeah. that's been a go to. Well, that was the only one I could, I could actually do. There she was, uh, she was the hitting other all ones. The moves. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you want to know what Kylie thinks, let's see if she wants to share. Kylie! What? Do you want to share what you thought of the, 
the viral videos and yes, yes. my dancing. Everyone else does. No, but do you want to come down here and share it? Travis wants to know. Actually, not, uh, Holly on Club 92 wants to know. I'll swap places with you for a couple seconds. I'm not actually going in front of the camera. What, what would you, what, do you want to share? I was not surprised. Was it surprised? Not even a little bit. Not even at the mask. At first, was I surprised that you were wearing that mask? Yes. Okay. But am I surprised that you fully committed to wearing a freaking Nacho Libre Kansas City style mask for the entire after party? No. Well, I, I had it on and off, but I had it on mostly. The entire after party. Jason, we all saw you at the DJ booth. Ask her how proud she was. I mean, you you displayed your, what, three dance moves? <laughs> you haven't seen any of those dance moves before. Those are brand say, new. She, ask her if she's seen the belly move before. Jason Daniel. That deli, have, have you ever seen my belly takeover? Jason. You've never seen that. Jason. Jason. The chunk? Jason. Jason. You've never chunk. seen me do the chunk? The only reason it looked like your belly took over, you were really hip thrusting. It looked like I was hip thrusting. Yeah, it looked like your belly took over because you but were wearing overalls. No, I yeah. was hip thrusting, but then my belly the, she's got took a point. over. She's got a point. Turned into belly thrust. Jason. Belly thrust. I've seen you hip thrust. Okay? <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> got three kids. <laughs> I'm on a dance. <laughs> Uh, right into that one, hey. hey <laughs> Travis can definitely vouch for me on this. I, I'm right there with you. Like maybe three dance moves. Travis is right there with you. You said yeah. you do the hip thrust. You do the stomping. The stomping is a go-to usually. I didn't stomping. do any stomping. Oh, the stomping. My favorite. knees, my knees don't work anymore, oh. so I can't oh, stop. Man, no, it was the most electric, dude. I know what it is. What is it? You were so drunk that you just bypassed stomping. Stomping is usually your start. That's how you like get yourself amped up to start going. Ooh, damn, she's good. And you were that so drunk, it. you just bypassed it. Just bypassed. Yeah, that might be right. Yeah, she's on top. She's got you fucking scouted up. I've been there. You were not even a little bit quiet, stomping okay. around your flip flops. Yeah. And then this today, I can't Jason, say you need to get your act today, together. Today, you stayed in bed until one thirty. Twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. One twelve. You were in fucking what? I'm still Jason, on the West Coast time. Get your ass up. <laughs> I, and I, then thirty minutes after you came downstairs, you said, "I gotta go record a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> You sandbagging son of a bitch. Why are you laughing? I, listen, I, there's nothing I can do. The, the podcast is the podcast. I got to record the They need to get the 92% of the podcast. No. We have people. Yeah. You guys weren't recording on time, so you took a couple, you fielded a couple phone calls from friends. Well, no, we had business. It was a business call. <laughs> this, is, this is getting too dark. This is getting yeah. too dark. It's going, okay. We're going, down a, we're going down a separate pathway here. I do love seeing you get in trouble. Kylie. You're the best mediator ever. Uh, please tell Travis I say congratulations. I can't wait to see him go three rings. Oh, Kylie said congratulations. Uh, she can't wait to see you go three rings. Kai's the best. By the way, happy Valentine's Day. It's not today. I, but when this record, when this when this airs, it's going to be Valentine's Day. Just wanted everybody to know you're my Valentine. <laughs> you're sick. Don't wink, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I knew exactly what that was. Oh my gosh, Jay! Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. What are we doing? Huh? What are we doing for Valentine's Day? I'm not going to tell you. It's going to be a surprise. I got it all planned out. That a boy. That a Calls boy. Emily promptly to make a dinner reservation. I mean, listen, Emily handles my reservations. 
Who's watching the kids? Who's watching the kids? Yeah. I want, I thought we've been away from the kids for so long that it'd be good to include the kids because right. I know you right. you missed them so much. He's a hopeless romantic, everyone. <sighs> so I think we can all tell that Kylie loved uh, the videos. She also has one more question. Did I fall into the plane? I did not fall into that plane. And as I've specified, I was not, I was trying, I was just walking straight, but I was getting too close. My, I was as, as honorary security team member, I was trying to keep my distance to the right amount between Travis and Taylor. Yeah. In my head, I was really honorary security disaster, but. From Trey Cycle on Club 92, does Travis plan to shave his beard after the Super Bowl and go back to the mustache? I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. Have you, do you know what your next look is going to be already? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what happens you after. Shave for, if you're going to shave, you should shave it for charity and auction it off as like the, the beard that won the I first wanna... back-to-back Super Bowl in 19 years. I don't know. That sounds fun. I might want to keep this thing for myself. Okay. There you go. See how much fucking shit I'm strain. Much grit. Yeah. The beard's been through a lot. Oh, yeah, baby. Ups and downs. It's a Super Bowl beard right here, man. Fuck. I'm going to miss this thing when I cut it off. If I cut it off, I don't know what I'm doing with it yet. I told SVP. Um, I didn't. I. You know what? I did the whole. I did you. I did what you What'd did. What'd you do? Uh, you bailed on SVP and you didn't even know you were bailing on him? When did I bail on SVP? That's what I'm saying. You didn't even know. One of, the games on asked, one of these games, one of the games, uh, one of the big, I think it was after the Monday night game because he does all the Monday night Monday pre night, yeah. and post game. Yeah. And uh, you guys won and you didn't do the uh, I remember. Run. I never knew about it. They just yeah. told him that I was, yeah. I gotcha. Same thing happened, I think, against either Buffalo or Baltimore. And I ate my words because I did the exact same oh, thing gosh. you did. I'm like, you don't ever fucking bail on SVP or pass on SVP. That's right. right? That's he's right. the fucking, he's the GOAT. No doubt. And uh, so I made sure after the Super Bowl, they were like, all right, you want to go to your podium? I'm like, no, no, I got to go. I got to go find SVP. Is he, uh, is, he, is he interviewing people right now? I wasn't even sure who was doing the ESPN stuff. But sure enough, he, uh, he was in studio and he jumped right on and we had some fun with it. And I told him, I was like, man, I don't know, if, I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. I might just sh- shave it off and put it in a Ziploc bag and keep it with all my other Super Bowl memorabilia. Just know well, sometimes you just got to work for things, baby. Yeah, you got to enjoy the ride and the journey. Not care about what you look like. Not care about you know how you present yourself. You just show up and you just grind. Are you describing me right now? No, this is my. (laughs) Don't you fucking don't you try and take my fucking beard shine right now? All right. Hopefully that answers your question, Trey Cycle or Trust Cycle, whatever your name is. Let's get to how we end every show. And that is our new height stamp of the week, baby. Yeah, that's right. Finally, let's hand out some stamps to the players that took their games to new heights. The new height stamp of the week is brought to you by our friends at Accelerator Active Energy Drink. Accelerator Active Energy is available at Giant Eagle, H-E-B, and Amazon. That's right. Okay. All right, I'm going to start by uh, giving my stamp of the week to none other than Chiefs wide receiver, 
Miko Hardman, that's right. Hey-o. Caught the game-winning walk-off touchdown pass from Pat Mahomes, as we discussed earlier, was the second leading receiver on the team with three receptions for 57 yards, only trailing the Big Yeti, who held the team high with nine receptions for 93 yards. Had only two receptions in the playoffs prior to this game and overcame a lot of adversity this season and ended up making the Super Bowl-winning play for the Chiefs, which, as I stated earlier is the iconic way you want this thing to end with how this season went for the Chiefs. Congratulations, Miko Hardman. Um, it also started the season with the Jets after being traded to the Chiefs. On Hard Knocks, McCall was asked by Oz, the mentalist, which oh, yeah. team which this team was going to win the playoffs. And he said his team would face the Super Bowl we face off in the Super Bowl where he predicted they would beat the 49ers. Hell of a prediction by uh, McCool Hardman and uh, Oz, the mentalist. For uh, making it happen. I actually, I've ran into Oz, and shout out to McCool Hardman for taking this game to New Heights, baby. But I uh, I ran into Oz, the mentalist, actually, uh, at the ESPYs last year with Mom. Me and Mom were hanging out in the uh, back area, and uh, sure enough, Oz comes up and says, Hey, man, uh, you mind if we I do a trick with you and your mom? Or uh, kind of... Go do whatever you call what he does. And I was just like, yeah, sure. Give it your best shot, dude. Like thinking like there's no way he's going to get this. Yeah. He asked me, pick a number between zero and a hundred. And he's like, don't make it easy. Like in, in my mind, he was like, all right, don't make it. Don't pick 87 or 62. Like too don't easy. pick the ones no, that mom's yeah. going to know. What'd you pick? Yeah. No, not the ones that mom knew. He was going to, he was going to pick it. And then I forget. He what was going to guess what you were thinking. He was going to guess what was in my head. And uh, I picked mom's birth year but i actually got it wrong in my head i'm thinking it was 1953 yeah i can't think of mom's birth year mom's off the top birth of my i think it's 52 all right <clears throat> either way i i in my head i'm like there's no way he's gonna get this there's there's it's no a number. It's a weird number to be thinking such about. a weird fucking number there's no 53? way he he writes down a number and then he says and he says all right if you want to switch it you can switch it like I, I have it written down, but I think if you want you, it, it looks like you want to switch. I was like in my head, I'm like I'm not switching this thing, but all right, all right, I'll switch. I'll switch. So you switched it? <laughs> no, I didn't. I just kept it the you same. You just kept it, I and I you told him it. you switched it. There you go. He wrote. He crosses out the first number, writes the second number. Writes writes down a second number. It was just a. It was so two numbers are down. One's crossed off. Like it. Like first number didn't like it. Second number. His first number was 19. His second number was 53. And no I said, there is chance. no fucking way you knew the exact numbers that were going on. Am I like, am I like mumbling them and not realizing that I'm mumbling them? Like, what the fuck? He just blew my mind. I was like, yeah, I picked 53 because my mom was born in uh, 1953. And sure and enough, you have 19 right there crossed out. This is fucking ridic- ridiculous. And then like it goes and by. Mom said I was born mom in 52. Comes over, mom comes over after the whole thing. He's like, yeah, it was 1952. And I'm just like, <laughs> that blows my mind even more. It was more random than I thought it was. You didn't say anything to anybody else. Anything. to? I didn't tell anybody. I was just in my head. I I forget which numbers I thought of first, but I was just like, nah, man, I know I'm going to go with mom's birth year. Had you seen 53 at any point during the day before that? Because I've seen some of the way these guys do this stuff, and they like subliminally will like just have you see a number over and over and over again. Yeah. So you, you don't think you can one. actually read your mind? No. 
I mean, that's damn it's all good. carnival games. It's fucking guys. Shit, that's damn good to pick 1953, and those were the two numbers. No, it's impressive. Don't get me wrong. Just, just say it's far fetched, dog. All right, here we go. My pick for the uh, for the new height stamp of the week, none other than my other teammate. Two Chiefs taking their games to the next new heights. Chiefs linebacker Leo Chanel, death row himself. How about that? How That's about right. that? right. Second year linebacker had his biggest game of his career during the biggest moment for the Chiefs, man. Um, now has two Super Bowl victories in just two seasons in the league. Two for two. That's a damn good start, baby. Finished the game with six total tackles, forced the Christian McCafferty fumble on the first drive, and then blocked the extra point attempt, keeping it a three-point game and giving us a chance uh, to take that thing into overtime, man. I mean, these are all crucial plays in the game. Huge, huge plays, man. Taking this game to new heights, two for two in the in the, in the the NFL, man. Can't start any better than that, baby. I only know one guy that has a more impressive record uh, to start off their season in terms of Super Bowls, and that's Joe Tooney. Hey, Joe Tooney has been to, I think, Joe. six Super Bowls out of his and, first and seven all. seasons. Yeah. And he's pretty much won every single one he's in. I'm pretty sure he has four Super Bowls. I know which one he lost. Touche. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, he's yet again another Super Bowl champ. Shout out to Leo for taking his game to New Heights, but I got to give a shout out to Joe Tooney for helping us all year. Rip my heart out that Joe couldn't fucking finish the season. Yeah, Nicky he's, Allegretti, he's a, beast. a former New Heights stamp That's of the right, week, yeah. also uh, stepped in. Um, he did. Had, was screaming at the sideline that he needed the elbow brace halfway through. I saw his elbow this morning, and that shit looked like everything tore in there. He was, uh, he, he was just, I guess it's not I was funny. Just like, That's why you needed the brace. I get yeah. it. Oh, he tore his UCL. Just came out. All right, damn. Well, hopefully, uh, damn, he finished the game on a torn UCL. Fuck, I love you, Nick. God damn, that guy's a fucking warrior, man. That's not those the Armstead and the Hargrave are not two guys you yeah, want to go like up he's against, going up against without scrubs. a UCL. Holy shit. You mean to tell me he can't uh, prevent his elbow from uh, going that way, and he's trying to block Hargrave and freaking <laughs> Armstead? Good luck. Shit. And you know who? Uh, uh, Kinlaw, Javon Kinlaw, also was playing really well this year. Probably the best year he's had as as a Forty Nine er. Javon Kinlaw, he's like ninety nine, biggest dude out there. He's uh, like the first guy off the bench. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I know you're talking about. Yeah, them boys was big. And uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Leo. Shout out to McCole. Shout out to the two guards that we just named, man. Yeah, fun. One of the funnest teams I've ever fucking been on, man. Shout out to the Chiefs. All right now. All righty. That wraps up this episode of New Heights. Hopefully, our next episode, I'll be able to talk regularly. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when new episodes are coming out. Uh, we'll be back with our special guest episode next week featuring my former teammates, Chris Long and Bo Allen. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I can't wait to tune into that one, baby. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by the all-new Experian Smart Money Debit Card, the debit card that builds credit without the debt. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S, 92 percenters, pass the fucking word, and uh, thanks to our production for another unbelievable season here at New That's Heights, right. baby. We love you guys for making it, uh, making it easy on us, uh, making it fun. Um, and making us look way better than what we really are and uh, wouldn't want to do it without you, man. Hey, man. We got the best editors in the world. Let's fucking go, boys. Shout out Adrian. If without Adrian, this show would have been canceled a long time ago. Long, long time ago. <laughs> Thank you, guys, and uh, appreciate the 92%ers for always tuning in, baby. Um, this ain't the last you'll see of us, man, but it was it was sure as hell an ending to a season that uh, I'll remember forever. And I appreciate you guys being along for the journey, baby. 
Until next time. Peace.